real-life, raw stories, real people sharing their stories about what life was like before Christ and what it's like now. Many of you in this room have similar stories. You have similar journeys, and your life looked a lot different back before Jesus than it's looking today. And we know those who have already experienced that change and the forgiveness and the new life Jesus offers it, we understand for the rest of our lives we're going to be grateful to him. The rest of our lives we're going to be thankful to him and for what he's done. Amen? I love the fact that we get to do this a week before Easter. One week before we celebrate the death and then resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what makes this possible. That's what makes those stories possible. If Jesus was still buried in a tomb somewhere, none of this is happening right now. He rose from the dead, and he now makes all things possible. Every life can be transformed. If you're here tonight, and you might say, my life has been, been hard, or it's been just a, a disaster, or so many bad things have happened. It doesn't matter. Nothing is too bad for Jesus. No life is irreparable when Jesus gets involved. We hear stories of uh, neglect and abuse and just uh, addiction and hurt and all the different things that the, the enemy and the world try to throw at us. But God comes along and says, here you go. I've made a way for you to be free and to start living with purpose and start living with destiny. Tomorrow marks Palm Sunday. This weekend is the time where, uh, in the Bible, this is a week before Jesus, this is the beginning of his final week. And the Bible is marked with this journey and this celebration as Jesus came back into Jerusalem. And I want to pick this story up. I want to paint a picture here for you for a few minutes tonight before we uh, finish off. In Matthew 21, <clears throat> starting in verse 1, we hear this See, we have this scene now of Jesus coming into Jerusalem. This marks his journey into the city, and he will begin his final week. Now, everybody doesn't know it's going to be his final week, but this, become, this begins uh, his final week uh, here on earth. It says in verse 1, They drew to Jerusalem and came upon the Mount of Olives, and Jesus sent two disciples and said, Go to the village and find a donkey. It'll have a colt tied up with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anybody says something to you, just say, the Lord needs them, and they will send them with you at once. And this took place, what was to fulfill, spoken by the prophet, saying, the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the beast of burden. The disciples did as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, they put on their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd, listen to this, most of the crowd spread their coats on the road and cut palm branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna, son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. When he entered in Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, who is this? And the crowds said, this is the prophet Jesus of Nazareth. Understand something. There was a spontaneous showing as Jesus came into Jerusalem. None of what we just read was planned, other than the donkey part. None of the rest of it was planned. There wasn't somebody who organized, now let's make sure we have a nice, great celebration when Jesus comes into the city, because he's been out traveling and walking around everywhere for all these weeks and all these months. Let's make sure we give him a, 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 big, huge, uh, a big, huge entry. No, 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 it happened spontaneously, and what they did was, it says they took off their coats, they took off their cloaks, their outer garments, and they laid them on the ground in front of him. And they cut all the branches. They cut branches off the trees, and they waved them, and they laid them down on the ground for him to come and walk over and for him to ride over as he came into town. They, this was actually a ritual that they did back in those days. 
The people all knew to do this without anybody asking them because it was something that happened kind of uh, somewhat regularly. And when it happened was when a new king was coming into town after having been anointed king. When they were about to receive royalty, when they were about to receive a new king, this was the ceremony. This is what the people did. And when Jesus shows up, without anybody having to tell them, a lot of people came out to the side of the road and said, hey, this is our king. This is royalty. Let's, let's be sure we follow protocol. Let's be sure we lay, the, lay everything down. Let's welcome him into the city. Let's welcome our new king into the city. Understand something. This isn't, Jesus didn't want this. He wasn't looking for a big grand entrance. He wasn't looking to be the center of attention. He wanted to come in humbly. He wanted to come in quietly and make the rounds like he, uh, like he had uh, everywhere else. There was a lot of people in their society, a ton of people, including their religious and their political leaders, who wanted to take him, round him up, and put him to death. And they did a week later, less than a week later. But even with that as the climate, the political climate, the, the, the atmosphere of that day, even with that as being what, what they, people would have been hearing a lot, this Jesus guy is bad news, this Jesus guy is stirring up trouble, this Jesus is a false prophet, he's crazy, he's nuts. Even with that being shared and spewed out all over the place, there was a huge mob from within the city who understood, no, 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 this guy's the real deal. This guy's legit. He deserves us to welcome him into town like he's our next king. All I know, the religious leaders hate him. I understand they're trying to find him and they're trying to kill him. I, I get it, but I've seen what's gone on everywhere this guy has gone. He's legit. He's the real deal. He's the one who can bring the change that we've been looking for. Jesus came and he offered people hope. Did you hear the stories tonight about how life was and then the hope that all of a sudden showed up when Jesus got involved? This is what Jesus does. He comes and he offers you and I hope. His message of salvation was for every single person, no matter where you're from, whether you were rich, whether you were poor, whatever side of the tracks didn't matter, he came to offer hope. Jesus did not come to offer political or uh, national salvation. He came to offer spiritual salvation. And people still didn't get it at this time. They thought this is our next king. He's going to be the one who does amazing things. Zechariah 9 verse 9 gives us a bit of a glimpse into something here. It says, Rejoice, people of Zion, and shout in triumph, people of Jerusalem. Your king is coming to you. He is righteous and he is victorious, yet he's humble, riding on a donkey. There is huge significance to his choice of animal when he rode into town. Usually when the kings rode into town, the king was, they wanted to make sure people knew, my kingdom is going to be a mighty kingdom. Nobody is going to push us around with me in charge. If there's a war or a battle that has to take place when, we're, when I'm the king, you, you can bet we are going to win it because this. Look at, my, look at my arms. Look at my men. They would have come in on these big, strong, regal horses all with the, you know, covered with all the different colored fabrics, and they would ride in this big regal uh, procession, and they were purposely, the kings would purposely go for strength and power and might as they rode into town, and Jesus came plodding along on a dumb little donkey. You're not using a donkey in a war. Donkeys, in fact, you heard it referred to when I read it a minute ago, it's called a beast of burden. A beast of burden. Donkeys were used in the most basic tasks, the most basic of grunt work. They carried heavy loads. They literally were just good for carrying around big heavy things that guys couldn't carry uh, without them. That's pretty much all they were. They were just a, 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 an animal that was just loaded up on, and they just did all sorts of heavy grunt work. That's why they're referred to as a beast of burden. Not flashy to look at, not powerful, not going to use it in military, nothing regal about it. 
You've got one humble, hard-working servant carrying another one into the city, about to do the most difficult thing that anybody has ever done. Palm leaves. They, it says they waved palm leaves, and they laid palm leaves all over the road. Palm leaves have several different significant, uh, significances in the Bible and back in their culture uh, back then. But one of them, and one that intrigues me the most as it pertains to Easter and as it pertains to these stories that we just heard, Palm leaves and palm branches, when they were cut off like that, they were a way of celebrating the victory of martyrs. Little did people know as they lined the road, as Jesus rode into town, one of the symbols they used was one that recognizes how amazing and how victorious it is that there have been martyrs who've gone before us. They didn't know what was about to come five days later with him. They didn't know what, what Jesus was about to do. But Jesus knew what he was going to do. And he came in and he did it because he loves you and I and he offers us hope that nobody else could ever offer. I want you to understand something. Within the culture of the day where there was so much anger being spewed out against him and so many people who said, oh, this guy's a joke, there was a lot of people within the crowds who understood, no, 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 he's real. I've seen the change. I'm not going to deny what I've seen take place. I believe in every group of people, there's that group within the group. I believe it's true of this group here tonight. I believe it's true of any group who can hear these stories and hear how God has come and changed lives and say, boy, I've heard some friends of mine or some family say that Jesus guy is crazy and God doesn't exist. But what I am hearing and what I've seen from my friends and my family, I can't deny. He's, he's real. He's legit. Many of you have family or friends, perhaps, who have uh, watched you as you've changed and as your life has been transformed by Jesus. The very thing that they are watching is going to be the thing that one day clues in and they realize, I need this in my life as well. Fast forward a few weeks. After Jesus has been killed, Jesus has gone to the cross. Now he's resurrected. He's gone back up to heaven. And we talked about this, those of you who were here a couple weeks ago. Peter comes and preaches this message, and 3,000 people get saved as he preaches this message. Within the huge swarms of people, I don't know how many thousands were there, but a lot of people were there in the city as he was preaching that day. You can be sure there was a lot of them who were angry, who were throwing things, who wanted to go round up Peter and say, let's get rid of this guy too. We already killed Jesus. Jesus, let's get rid of him. He's kind of like taking his place now. He's walking around preaching the same stuff, teaching us the same nonsense. And yet within a hostile crowd, in a hostile culture that tried to resist and reject to God, there was 3,000 people who said, uh-uh, I'm stepping out from the crowd. I need this in my life. I've seen what Jesus has done. I've seen what Jesus has done. Come on, think about what he's done. Those of you who know him, think about what he's done in your life. You are walking around with the most powerful story that will ever exist, your story. People need to hear your story. People need to see it with their own eyes and see what Jesus has done in your life. Some of you are here tonight and you've not yet experienced this, but you just heard some powerful stories. You're sitting next to somebody whose life is way different than it used to be when you used to hang out at the clubs years ago. Jesus comes and he changes us. He forgives us. He offers us hope. He offers us peace. I love watching people as they give their stories here and they talk about some of the hardships that went on in life. And usually people aren't very joyous and smiling when they're sharing those hardships and the difficulties. But have you noticed every single person, a smile comes upon their face when they say, but then I came here and I met Jesus. Then a friend invited me to church and I met Jesus. All of a sudden a smile. Because when Jesus shows up in your life, 
man, you don't ever want to go back. You talk about those old days because it's part of your story, but you're not really excited about them. They weren't enjoyable, but what's happening now is fun. What's happening now is exciting. When Jesus gets in our life, he gives us a whole brand new start, and we would never dream of going back. How many would agree with me tonight and say, yeah, I ain't ever going back. I'm never going back. Jesus has transformed my life. This is what he does. And if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus personally, I want to encourage you to be one of the ones who steps out from the crowd that might be hostile. Step out from the crowd that wants to try to ridicule you know, believers, ridicule God. All of that stuff's just phony, wives' tales. Step out from the crowd and realize I need this same thing in my life. I need the same forgiveness. I need the same hope. I need the same new start that my friends have gotten and that these folks I just heard here tonight have gotten because Jesus came and he offered it to every single one of us. Every single one of us. Not just some, not just a few, not just ones who were sort of good, not too bad. No, no, no. Every single person. Jesus came for you. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus came for you. Once you experience it, it changes everything. How many would agree? Jesus changes everything. Oh, you still have some trials and some difficult seasons in life? Yeah, of course. Life is life. But boy, in here, nothing ever goes back to the way it used to be. You don't go through those difficult times and all of a sudden end up right back into some old lifestyles, right back into some old vices, right back into some old addictions. No, you end up maybe a little bit more on your knees saying, God, help me through this difficult season. But boy, I would rather be walking through it with nobody else except you. I'd rather be experiencing life with nobody else except my Savior. Listen to stories like we've heard tonight and don't ever forget them. Your own story, for many of you here who know Jesus, tell your friends about him. Tell them what you used to be like. You know, often people meet you and they think that you're just the way you are now. You've always been this way. Tell them what you used to be like. And then I went to church and I met Jesus. Boy, something changed. He comes and he changes us. He forgives us. He offers us a new start. And when he offers us that new start, it is a legit new start. A legitimate new start in the middle of life. Amen? Aren't you thankful that Jesus saves? Come on, Jesus gives us a new beginning. Amen? I'd like us to close our eyes here together. I'm going to pray a quick prayer before we finish off here tonight. I'm just so thankful and so proud of each one who shared tonight. That's such impacting stories we heard. I want to pray a quick prayer uh, before we uh, head home here. Lord God, I love you, and I'm so grateful for all that you have done in our lives. Lord, I thank you for these amazing stories that we've heard tonight. It's incredible to hear what you can do, how you change lives. Age doesn't matter whether we're young or whether we're old. What we've been involved in doesn't matter. How many addictions we have doesn't matter. How much we've been hurt doesn't matter. You come and you give us a new start. You forgive us. You clean us up. You bandage us up. And you get our heads held back up high. And now we start to live with purpose. We start to live with hope. All because of you. Jesus, we're so, so, so thankful tonight. So grateful tonight. Lord, I pray that every single person hearing this, every single person here, every single person hearing this online, I pray that every one of us would have an attitude that says, I want all that God has for me. 
I want all that Jesus made available. I don't want to just hear about it in other people and be excited for them and for their new lives and their new story. I want my own story. I want to step out from the crowd. I want to be one of those 3,000 who says, yes, I need this. I need this, Jesus. I need him in my life. Oh, other people can ridicule and say what they want. I know what I've seen, and I need it. Lord God, I pray that your spirit would just be here right now with us in each one of our lives. Lord, reveal to every single one of us how much you love us. This whole story is all about your love, your incredible love to willingly go to that cross for us and go through everything you went through because you love us. I want to ask you a quick question with your eyes closed before we do anything else. If you're here tonight and you've not yet experienced this, you've not yet experienced what these folks just told us about, You've not yet experienced what we see from these crowds and these Bible stories who said, count me in. I need to know more about Jesus. I need him in my life. If you're here tonight and you've not yet started your own journey with him, <coughs> your own relationship with him, I want to give you a chance to pray a simple, quick prayer with me. You can pray a prayer inviting Jesus into your life and this, your story begins. The next chapter of your story can begin right now. You can start to experience what you just heard these people share. You can start to experience your new beginning and what it feels like to be forgiven and cleaned up, what it feels like to be offered new hope and a new beginning. Maybe you were someone like we heard someone say here who knew Jesus a long time ago, maybe when you were a kid, but then, you know, life happened and you kind of went the other way. Jesus is here tonight to say, come on back home. Come on back home. I'm right here. I've not gone anywhere. I'm here just as madly in love with you as I was back then. I want to start a relationship with you. If that's you here tonight and you'd like to pray this simple prayer with me and start your own journey with Jesus, could you lift your hand up so I can see where you are? I want to know who I'm praying with, and we're going to do this together here. Thank you. I see your hand here. I love that quick response. Say, yeah, I'm in. I need Jesus. That's called stepping out from the crowd right there. Anybody else? Anybody else like to pray? Thank you. I see you as well. Don't be shy. Don't be nervous. This is the best decision of your life. You will never regret this decision. You could see those ones who just shared with us over there in the tank. They, none of them regret it. Their life is changed because of Jesus. Anyone else like to join these two who put their hands up and say, count me in. I'm stepping out. I'm starting my own journey with Jesus. Anyone else here tonight? I don't want to just rush through this. I want to give you an opportunity. We're all going to pray together. It's going to be a quick prayer. You will not regret it. Anybody else tonight? <clears throat> Go ahead and slip your hand up so I can see, see where you're sitting, see who you are. I want to meet you and pray with you here in a minute. Okay, I'd like to do this with the two of you who, uh, who uh, raised your hand. Uh, we have you over here, you and the, your friends or whoever you're sitting with, if you could come. Uh, and right back here, you as well, maybe some of your friends, if you guys could come. Churches, welcome them on up. I'm going to pray with you here tonight. Yeah, come on up.
I know this is maybe your most favorite thing to do, but forget them. We're all on your side. We're going to pray this prayer here. You know, this is a life-changing moment for you too. This is the best decision you could ever make, and I'm sure uh, these guys have told you all about it. You just heard some more people tell you all about it. Jesus changes our lives. He gives us a brand new start. Whatever your life has been like, the Bible tells us, the, Bi the Bible says Jesus just forgets all that and gives you a new beginning, starting right here, right now, when you pray this prayer. It's the only time in life you get a new start when we're already here, we're already alive, we're already uh, in our lives. I'm going to pray a prayer that I'd like you to repeat uh, after me, uh, and we're going to say just a simple prayer, inviting Jesus uh, to come into your lives. Church, why don't we all repeat this? Let's all do this together tonight as one, all right? Let's pray this prayer uh, here together. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross for me. I receive your forgiveness tonight for anything wrong I've ever done. I receive your hope tonight. I invite you into my life. I want to experience you. I want my own story. I want to experience your love in a real way. Thank you for calling me. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on. So good. take off. Come on, this is so good. I'm so proud of you guys. Years from now, you're going to look back and say, yeah, I remember it was Easter, Easter 2017, week before Easter. That was when it all changed for me. And let me tell you, this is the best time of year to be doing this. If there's, it's always a good time, but boy, Easter is special. We remember Jesus going to the cross. I'm going to do one more thing here. Your friends, of course, can stick with you and go with you here. Uh, Jeff, you'll see standing right here in the middle. He just wants to take you into the other room. He's going to give you a few things uh, that you can take home and read, help you get started on your journey, pray with you quickly. If you have any questions, feel free to, to ask them. And, of course, you've got friends here who you can uh, pick their brains, and I don't want to journey through this with you. Church, why don't we give these guys a huge hand as they uh, head on out here tonight with Jeff. Come on, fantastic, fantastic. stories are being written. Some of you have friends that you've been praying for, you've been believing for. Their story is still coming. They've been living a part of it up until now, but the flipped part, the turning point is still coming. Don't give up hope. You keep living your story. You keep sharing your story. You keep living your life. When people see lives change like this, you can only deny it for so long. Let's be real. People can only look at you for so long and say, I'm not sure if this is real. One day, all of a sudden, the Spirit of God is going to show up and confirm it in their hearts to say, come on, you can have the same thing. Don't give up. Keep praying for them. Come on, how many know God loves every single person? Amen? <clears throat> I would like us to, why don't we give a huge hand to all those who were baptized tonight, who shared such great stories with us. Fantastic job. Great job.
Church, why don't you stand up this evening? I'd like you to look around for someone whose name you don't know. Go introduce yourself. Our cafe is open. You can grab a coffee together. God bless you. Have an awesome, awesome week.